Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Discourse Project, where I engage with guests from various ethnicities, backgrounds, career fields, and even countries of origin to learn about the world around us through the sharing of personal stories and points of interest. Today, I have the pleasure of having on Audrey Soriano as the guest. Uh, Audrey is a graduate of Mount St. Mary's University, where she earned a Bachelor's of Arts in Healthcare Policy. She's a former intern for the League of Women Voters of Los Angeles a Ready for Women Fellow at Councilman Nori Martinez, a former RISE participant for the city of Burbank, and is currently the manager of leadership development at the Center for Asian Americans United for Self-Empowerment, more commonly known as CAUSE, and was recently honored for being an outstanding nonprofit employee at the Women in Business Luncheon held by Senator Anthony Portantino. Hello, Audrey, and welcome to the discourse. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me. So if you wouldn't mind just taking like a minute or two and providing a little bit more, I don't know, whatever you feel comfortable with backstory about who you are that, you know, these bullet points don't really represent that well or expand upon yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my background in healthcare policy actually stemmed from starting as a biology major. Um, growing up Filipino American, there was this pressure to go into the medical field even though it wasn't direct and I was like you know what I want to help people um why not go into medicine uh quickly <laughs> learned that that's just not that's just not for me so I delved into healthcare policy because it allowed me to go into more of like politics and like what that entails and also just bridging my love for like passion and like community engagement without just having to go down one path so that's how I ended up with a BA in healthcare policy um, and just like getting to where I am now as manager of leadership development, um, I want to say that it found me because my broad passion of just like wanting to help people became more focused after I got involved in politics, um, working on my first local campaign, AD 41, Luis Lopez, and canvassing historic Filipino town and seeing how like no one knew about the special election. Um, and like using tag list to communicate with people and like bringing my Lola to do like a Tagalog phone bank just to outreach and like let people know that, hey, like your voice really does matter for the special election um, because you live in this district and, you know, you can really make a difference. That kind of just pushed me towards like, hey, like maybe I do want to work for the Asian Pacific American community or APA community. Um, and that's how I've kind of got involved with cause and where I am right now. So kind of to backtrack a little bit to, you know, um, talking about growing up Filipino-American, um, I think that's where we wanted to focus our conversation on. Um, I was wondering if you could give um, a brief history or, or an example of what it was like growing up Filipino-American in, you know, the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. Um... Honestly, looking back, I probably didn't question what it meant to be Phil Am up until like maybe towards the end or after college. Um, I grew up in Echo Park near historic Filipino town and I went to a small Catholic middle school in Silver Lake. Um, but like even my upbringing, like I had a 
Filipino babysitter, Lola and Lola, like they literally taught me Tagalog, which I've completely lost now, but um, oh, no. I was <laughs> completely lost. I can understand it, but it was just like I, I was always surrounded by like the Filipino community or the Latinx community. So it wasn't like I, I, I'd never felt other. I was around people of color and it was just like, yeah, I am Filipino. Um, I had Filipino friends and it was just that's just who I was. I never questioned what else that um, me being Phil am could be up until like college came around um, where it was just like, hey, like, you know, like, do you know the history of like, you know, Filipinos coming to the United States and like, you know, just like the, our culture and like some of our traditions. And for me, it was like, oh, like I know my family's tradition and, you know, we are Filipino. So that was in a sense that was enough for me at the time. And now it's just been, it's it's so much bigger, it's so much more vast. And I feel like I'm barely starting to scratch the surface about like what our history is because there's just, there's just so much there. And also I'm just trying to like meet like like-minded people like yourself um, who, you know, we are Filipino, but like, what does that mean for us as individuals yeah. as opposed to like, you know, as a community because everyone has different perspectives. So just, it's, it's interesting to look at it now and see like, hey, like, you know what? Yeah, like I am Filipino. Like I grew up Filipino with like Filipino friends, a lot of family, but like, like how does that fit in terms of like who I am as Audrey Soriano? Right. Um, and how do I want to, you know, move forward and push that forward in terms of like having our community involved in like different civic engagement activities or just like being represented in the media. Um, so it's it's definitely been it's definitely been a wild ride in terms of like what being Filipino American means to me. I can't agree more on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Like my, you know, for me, my personal upbringing of, you know, within the realm of Filipino Americans mm -hmm. is way different. <laughs> um, so I, I was born in Hawaii. I have a lot of family in Hawaii and like mm -hmm. for them there. And when I am there, I am very much surrounded by other Filipino Americans, but it's, it's, it's own, it's like its own unique thing. Um, yeah. it's, it's not quite American. It's not quite Filipino heritage wise and traditions. It's like this amalgamation of stuff and especially being mm -hmm. a third generation, um, American, like it's, you know, I, I, there's a lot of times that I'm like, am I, am I Filipino? Like, am I really Filipino? Like I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't speak Tagalog. My parents don't speak Tagalog. Um, you know, and like, there's no really connection back to the Philippines at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's just certain traditions, family traditions. The food, of course, is like a huge thing. Um, but, you know, it, like for me too, it really wasn't until I got to college, like well after my time in the military and everything like that, like mm -hmm. that I really started to be exposed to what the Filipino culture is and like really trying to dig into my family's past and like trying to find out more um, before it's too late, before older generations in my family have passed away and like that connection is completely lost. Um, you know, so I've been very fortunate enough to like find bits and pieces and like being able to find at least the general province of where we're from. But like, <laughs> I don't know, like, that's just like one side of the family. I have no idea about the other side of the family. 
I don't know about for you, but like within our family, the Philippines wasn't like talked about at all. Oh yeah, same, same. Like I, like I can understand the Galog, but like my dad and my grandma, they're from I don't even I don't even know. They they just speak a different dialect, and it's just like like I can't understand it. Like I, I'm trying to like find similarities between like that and the Galog, and I'm just like I'm at a crossroads, and it's like I can't even. Like, I don't even know. And it's like, they don't talk about it. Like, I know how my grandma and my grandpa met, but it's always like, oh yeah, we left the Philippines for a better life. And now we're here. And it's like, the origin story always starts from when they came to the States. Right. So and it was common. just like, you never, you never question it. And it's just like, now I'm like, I feel like I'm the anomaly. And like, I've caused a lot of tension um, because I'm, I'm that person that's like, well, why? And, yeah. um, and I think for the longest time, my family has been like, well, you know, why are you asking why? Like, we've made it here. Like, now it's just up to you to, to pave, you know, the way for whatever you want your future to be because we've sacrificed so much. And, I, and I'm so appreciative of it, of it. But I just want to understand, like, hey, like, you know, what was it like back in the Philippines? Like, you know, like, why? Like, why did you choose to do this? Like, why? Why did you go down the path that you did? And there's a lot of like well you don't need to know or like why are you looking back like all you need to think about is like the future and it's like asking myself personally the what of like what i want to do or like who i am as a filipino american has been somewhat easy because it's my own experiences but the other two of like how and why and in terms of like my family and like our community has been so difficult also because of just like the generational gaps and just trying to find a better way of how to communicate with them, understanding, you know, the differences of like how they were living back then, how we are living now, but just trying to f build a bridge between is just like, I don't even know. Like, I, I can't even ask a question without being like, oh, there she goes again, like attacking us. And it's like, okay, at first, like, yeah, like, yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna ask all the questions. I want my voice heard, but now it's just like, no, like, I, I just really want to know, like, as you said, like before, our history is gone like after everyone yeah. passes it's like i'm not i've i've never been to the philippines and i think a reason why i kind of felt disconnected was because a lot of people were like oh are you really filipino if you haven't visited the motherland yep. like wait yep. i haven't been able to because it's so expensive and it's just like i don't i don't even know like my grandma from my dad's side is always like yeah you have so many cousins and like family members and i'm like really and it's just it, it just stops there it's never like oh yeah like so i'm just like are there, do we have so many cousins that you can't name them or is it just like <laughs> i'm always like wait like keep talking about it but um it's just like it's not that it's a wall it's just like it never becomes like much deeper than that it's just like yeah we are from the philippines we're filipino americans we're here now and like you're creating your own life yeah i it's so interesting, like, how different yet how similar our paths are of, like, trying yeah. to get to know who we are. Um, and it's interesting, too, because, like, I, I don't know if it's all of them, but I would say the majority of my family don't, like, it's not like, it, it's, it's like they don't necessarily care, you know? Like, in, they're in that mindset, too, like, we're here now. Like, why? Hmm. Like, we got enough to worry about right now about our future and our kids future why worry about where we come from like yeah. we're, we're already here but i don't know i just like I'm, I'm with you like i i feel the more i find out the more i want to know yeah um 
and there's so many like there's so many questions and and not like it's like legitimately running out of people that can answer him and it's and it's frustrating um or people that are willing to talk about it because like my grandfather on my dad's mm-hmm. side um i didn't know about how his family or no was it his i'm, I'm still confused it was either him or like his dad mm-hmm. um like when they came from the philippines to the u.s or to a wife specifically um they ended up finding out that he left because like he got in trouble for catching the family's house on fire or something (laughs) so he came moved over at like 16 because he was like embarrassed or but like was it because he was embarrassed or was he like banished or Mm. like what was going on or like are we still in contact with them at all or yeah um and, and and it's interesting too because even within my family that is here in the states um like my branch of the family is the only one that are agricola everyone else is agricola and even within that there's like mixed stories of how that came to be Mm -hmm. um so it's like it's so like i just don't get it like there's a lot of there's a lot of times looking back onto it that like i don't i don't know I don't even know like how my family got the last name that we did mm-hmm. and then yet there's other people that can like trace that back forever and like know exactly how they got it um speaking of that like do you know how your family got your last name i or, actually like, like i have no idea <laughs> like i i my grandpa passed away when when i was like 10 or 11 and when i talked to my grandma it's mostly just like you know their love story um oh that's cute and it's just like they have like my grandpa courted her for like many years and like threatened other other suitors that like tried to court her and i'm just like oh my gosh um my grandma's like yeah like he was a golden boy back then and it was just like it was all like fantasy and like very whimsical and now i'm just like like i i want to know more but just like i also don't want to i think i don't want to bring back bad memories if there were any or like have them look back and I think now that I'm older me asking these questions like I can tell like sometimes it makes them uncomfortable because it's like oh like I don't want to disrupt a good memory that they've had yeah um by like bringing something that they just like were not familiar with like my my mom grew up in Manila and they had uh maids growing up and like one time I was like but isn't that kind of like modern slavery? And she got really mad at me. Um, and like at first I was like, well, why are you getting mad? Like that's kind of like how it is. But it's like looking back, like they they just had like help when yeah. my grandparents were at work and my mom, you know, was a only child up until she was seven before my aunt was born. And it was kind of just like, oh snap, like me asking these questions and like taking this like memory she had of growing up and like kind of like smashing the crystal ball of like, what was probably like a good childhood for her was like was very much like why are you attacking me and yeah now it's just like how like i want to know more but i, I don't want to like ruin anything for you but i just i want to know more about like who you were before coming to the united states like what was life back in the philippines and it's just it's just so interesting and it's like i i want to cross that bridge but i don't want to burn it 
do you think you will ever go back to the Philippines? I want to. I, I really do. Um, my mom actually talks about how, like, oh, yeah, we should go, like, a family vacation. But she's always like, no, we'll, we'll visit, like, the nice islands. Like, the ones that are, like, poor <laughs> touristy vacations. And it's right. like, yeah, like, one part of me is like, yeah, like, of course. Like, I want to do that. But I also just want to, like, go back and, and see, like, like, how hard it is there. And, like, kind of just, just, like, recognize, like, how we are lucky that we are here. Because I know it's like we hear about it but we don't see it and it's not just like checking it's i'm checking my own privilege but it's just like i want to be able to see like how like how, like we are we are the same but we're like living oceans away and it's like our experiences are completely different and it's like i want to see the family that you probably haven't seen in years and it's just like i feel disconnected and it's like i it's hard to explain it's like i, I do want to visit the philippines while I do have like my grandma and like my mom, but part of me, and this is just like my personal, um, just what I think. Like I, I, I wonder if it's just like they just don't want to go back because they left, they left that life. Right. They um, left and, for a reason. You know, they left for a reason, and yeah. it's just, it's just hard. So I don't know if it's just like I'll go back when I'm much older, like with my siblings, if they want to come, but, but then it's the like, desire is there. yeah, I feel you. And like, I knew I, I definitely wanted to go back when, you know, my, when my dad was alive, cause he, he never went back. And, mm -hmm. um, I don't think any of my family members have gone back actually now that I think about it. Um, but it's, it's weird thinking like, oh, what if I do find out uh, or somehow get connected to a family member back in the Philippines? Mm -hmm. Like, that would be so awkward. Like, I have, <laughs> have no idea who you are and you have no yeah. idea who I am. But we're like second cousins or something. Yeah. And you're like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, and wild. like a whole different branch of the family <laughs> that just no, I, like had no idea existed. Um, mm -hmm. but I do, I, I want to go back so bad. I, I don't know, like, especially not knowing the language. There's so many like, what ifs and like, I want, like part of me wonders if <laughs> yeah. I do go back like that. I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel sometimes I have like this imaginary view of what the Philippines would be like and how going back would be like so transformative and make me feel yeah. connected to my Filipino roots. And then if I get there and I'm just like, oh, this place is cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> feel exactly the same. And like how heartbreaking that would be at the same time. Yeah. Um, but moving on a little bit. Um, are there any like family or cultural celebrations or traditions or rituals um, that are still important to you today that you hold like sacred and you're like, yeah, this is this is something that we do as Filipino Americans to stay connected as a family or back to the culture? Mm. Um, gosh, traditions, rituals. Honestly, I don't know if there's a specific one, but I just know that we are so like everything is about family it's like we celebrate all the all the small and like big victories together and it's like when all else fails like you have your family behind you and beside you to guide you and it's like 
it's been instilled in me since I was much younger. And it's like, honestly, I feel like I'm still at the kid table, even at like 24. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I want to, I don't know. Like I, like I'm learning more about like being Filipino American and with like, October coming around, like Filipino Heritage Month, like I look at like the different dances or like the different like parts of our culture that are celebrated and it's kind of like, oh, like why why didn't we do that? Or it would maybe have been done like once when I was younger, but it's like we're very, we're definitely Filipino American and that like just being Filipino is what we celebrate. There isn't anything that's like really tangible that like really is like, oh, like this is culture is just like that's just who and what we are and i just want i just i feel like i i have the desire to kind of like like i love my family but i also want to see what else is out there and like what else within our culture is something that i should be proud of that maybe my family just kind of like oh like yeah like it's, it's okay if we don't hold truth to that um so it's hard to say like i i can't even i don't even know if if that's even like an okay answer i'm just like just having my family like besides our food like i think that's the only thing that's kind of been like yeah like we're filipino and that's very anticlimactic (laughs) i'm just like like other than that i'm like yeah that's the only thing that has been like very constant in my life yeah no i feel you on that 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 makes sense um Mm -hmm. yeah i think food and family is a huge thing. I mean, it is in a lot of different cultures, but you know, that, that is something that's very, um, that definitely carried over from, from the Philippines and that has stayed in my family. Um, especially my family back in Hawaii, like they, Mm -hmm. they have get togethers all the time. It's always around food and it's celebrating someone's birthday or like there's parties every week. Yes. I'm like, how do you guys afford this? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, that that time of being together and being around food is like sacred. Like you make yes. you you make the time to do it. Um, like there's no excuses. You like you go, um, and you always have to contribute a dish. Like you don't just show mm-hmm. up. You have to bring a dish with you. Like speaking of food, was there like a dish? I don't know for for about for you, but like for me, learning how to cook Filipino food was a big part of my journey of connecting and of being Filipino American. Um, mm-hmm. Like learning how to cook, and it's it's funny now looking back on it, but like growing up, um, there's this dish called pork asantes. Like, do you know what that is? No. Oh, so that? it's a very I thought it was a very Filipino dish, like from the Philippines, like straight yeah. legit. And it turns out that it's not. <laughs> and it's a very <laughs> and it's a very Filipino American slash Hawaii thing. Oh, and so cool. And it um, it's really just like pork shoulder, peas, patis or fish sauce, mm-hmm. um, like tomato paste, and like a couple other things. But it's something that my uncle used to make for every single party. And it was something that, like, it was a dish that whenever I got it, I was like, oh, I'm home. 
and when I finally mm-hmm. it was interesting because like everyone there has like their dish and so he wouldn't teach anybody <laughs> and um, luckily probably like a couple years before he died uh, we were we were uh, getting ready for a party and I was like I'm gonna sit here and write down everything that you do since you're not gonna tell me mm-hmm. and so he's like that's fine and I'm like okay so I okay. literally had to like <laughs> write down everything that he did but it was so hard because he was cooking for a party you don't measure yeah so he was cooking for like 200 people and and so like he had like the bottle of patisse and he would like pour and then like dump look it. at it and then like pour some more and look at it and then he was like screw it and like dump the whole thing i'm like how much did you put in he's like it, and you just eyeball it i'm like oh my you god you just know yeah There's two things when they cook you just eyeball it and you just know yeah <laughs> like, it's, it's like this is terrible <laughs> you know, so through trial and error, I got it down, and I think I have it pretty well. Um, I have yet to cook it for my family back back in Hawaii um, to see how they feel about it, but I think it's good. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. Is there is there any dish like that for you that or experience like that through food that you feel connected to in that way? Yes, um, my mom makes Filipino spaghetti. Ooh. And it's like it's like that that is like home for us. Um and she always makes it in big batches because it's not only for like me, my brother and my sister. It's like for our friends too. Like we'd bring it to school and our friends would be like, "Wait, can you bring some? We want some as well." And it's just I just love it. Like Filipino spaghetti, like my mom's like version of Filipino spaghetti because I know there are some versions that put sour cream, but hers is like with meat and like vegetables and it's sweet and savory. And I remember Wait sour cream and i don't know i went to i went to oh my god is is she even a cousin my aunt's (laughs) my mom's cousin's house and she made her version of filipino spaghetti and there was sour cream and i was like oh this is so interesting Interesting. yeah so i was like oh like of course everyone does like their own spin to it right does their but like my mom's like filipino spaghetti is like home and i remember going to school and we had regular spaghetti, and I was like, "Why is it just noodles and tomatoes? <laughs> like, where, like, where's the meat? Like, why is it sweet?" And it was yeah. like such a culture shock for me. I was like, "What? Like, there's a difference in terms of like, spaghetti? Like, for me, it was just like that's spaghetti, but now I'm like, no, it's my mom's version of Filipino spaghetti." Yeah. Um, but like growing up, like whenever we used to live with my grandparents, we'd go to Nanay Gloria and like Eagle Rock, and I'd always get um, arroscaldo, or I'd get rice with um sabao so it was whatever i don't even know if it was like nalaga or if it was sinigang but my grandparents would always get me a plate of white rice and they'd ask them to just put the soup the broth on top of the white rice and that's Ooh. what i would eat when i was little um and i don't I, I i it's one of those two soup. like i i can't remember which one it was but i just remember anything with rice like Arroscaldo was good. My mom started baking that as I got older, and I was like, oh, like I remember this, like sitting next to grandma and grandpa, like in Nanai Gloria, it, like in front of the fan because it was hot during the summers, and like that was like my childhood. It's interesting how like important food is with that. And I, like, I, I think it's, it's food, food is not just important to like know us and like our 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 family and our culture but it's also like such a great way to get to know other cultures too Mm -hmm. um it's just 
so interesting how food plays that like role of being a great intermittent in a great uh what's the word <laughs> a great segue from like one culture to another um yes which is which is really cool yeah absolutely um so oh good no i was just gonna say because like a lot of my friends are Latinx and Mexican and I remember at school for my Spanish class I made leche flan and my teacher made leche flan and we were like why does it why does this taste different and I was like did you use condensed milk like did you use like blah blah we talked about like the way we prepared it and she's like yeah and I was like but why is it different and it was just like the same with like champurado like for them it's like chocolate milk but for us it's like a chocolate porridge Huh. Or just like how like some like some things are some things are similar but they're like also different. And like how our rice cakes puto are like, oh it's like a dessert. But when I introduced it to my boyfriend's family, they were like, What did you call me? I was like, no, <laughs> no, not, like I know I'm not, like I know it's like a bad word, but it's like no, like it's our it's a dessert in our culture. That's so funny. <laughs> so to, um <laughs> we're gonna segue uh, quite a bit, but I wanted to get back to um, your interest in the nonprofit sector and how that started. And I was wondering if, like, your engagement or your 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 interest in college of like trying to connect to your Filipino background was in a way that affected your choices and like your your drive to be become part of this uh, sector so that you could help in a certain way or did you have your mind on something totally different and then you just like fell into this um on like honestly as soon as I finished college I was like what do I do now and um joining the campaign and just like being like walking the streets of like Echo Park and then historic Filipino town that's when I was like okay I think I know what I want what I want to do right now you know like I wasn't really connected with being an Asian Pacific American. So I want to learn more. And like, I interned for the nonprofit sector in college and I saw how very hands-on they were in terms of their engagement with the community. So I asked my mentor back um, at Mount Samaritan University, and I was like, hey, like, I think I found what space I want to be a part of. Um, and she was like, oh, like, you should definitely look into cause. Um, this was, mind you, this was before I started working on the 8041 campaign for Luis Lopez. So I did the campaign and like after canvassing 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., um, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a break. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm just going to, I'm going to figure it out. But I, I definitely want to work in the APA community. And funny enough, my friend who also did the fellowship with me for Councilwoman Nir Martinez just finished a fellowship with Cause. And she was like, hey, like, I know you're looking for a job. Um, and I just finished up this fellowship and I have my graduation luncheon. Do you want to be one of my guests? And I was like, okay, yeah, like, why not? And at that luncheon, I ended up meeting some the person who I was supposed to get connected to through my mentor back at school. And it was just like, wow, like, what, like, what an opportunity. I'm just going to introduce myself and see where this goes. And I introduced myself um, to her and she was like, hey like reach back out to me after the new year I think there's a job opening for you and I I I had no 
real plans of like what it is that I wanted to do. I just wanted to be in the space. Like the campaign definitely opened the door for me and allowed me to like put my foot through the door of like being in this community and like working in like local politics. But now it's just, it's so meaningful for me because I didn't know about the importance of like interning or like these leadership development opportunities up until my last year and like like post-college. And it's just like, it took me 12 steps to get here. Like I want other like Phil Ams, other Asian Pacific Islanders to get here in like 10 steps or eight steps, like definitely less than me. Like I want to help with like the accessibilities to these different opportunities because if it wasn't for this, like the fellowship and interning, like I would have never, I would have never been in the space or the position that I am in now. And it's like in our efforts to create a world we've never seen before, I ended up finding a space that I never knew I needed and that I was longing for when I was younger. That's awesome. That's that's cool. And I, <laughs> I, I feel like cause. Cause was definitely one of those points for me that that changed my entire trajectory of where I saw myself within the Filipino American space, um, mm-hmm. or how I saw myself as being a Phil Am. Um, like talking to you, being able to talk to you and and Miko, um, who worked at Cause at the time. Um, like being able to engage with other Filipino Americans from other parts of the country, you know, mm-hmm. you being from LA and growing up in a very much Filipino Asian centric area. Um, for me growing up in Northern California, where in my area, it wasn't so much like Filipino Americans were like on the fringes, but not necessarily mm-hmm. around me every day. And then like Miko growing up in Texas mm-hmm. um, and just hearing all those different perspectives of what it was like to build, be Filipino American and, but yet finding common grounds as well um, within our conversations about trying to figure out who we are as an identity um, of being Filipino American and associated with the Philippines. It's something that I found interesting that crossed all of us and, and, other people that other Filipino Americans as well that I've talked to since then. And I just found that, that, that thread super interesting that like the difficulty to connect to the culture was like the underlying thread through all Mm -hmm. of our stories. Yeah. So what, like, what's, what do you see next for you? Um, we just finished our summer internship program and it's again because I because I never knew about this opportunity even though I'm like on the other side of like building the curriculum and making sure that we provide these spaces I am always like humbled and I take a step back of like okay what what was I missing during like this like stage of like what do I want to do like with my life, with my career, and, like, giving back to the community. Um, And just, like, how can I outreach more to the Filipino-American community to be in these spaces? It's like, I am a Philam in this space. You know, we're creating space, we're taking space, but I also want to open the door and leave it open for others like me to, like, come through. Like, it's not just enough to have a seat at the table. We need to make our own. Um... And it's like, it's in the nonprofit sector and just like, you know, my passion for the arts, like, you know, we, we are artists. 
And it's like, that has been such a driving factor for like the person I am today in terms of like being able to connect through storytelling, you know, like whether it's through music, whether it's through theater. And like now, like I'm finding out the APA artist community and I'm like, wow, like where were you for a majority of my life when I was like, I want to be a singer. And like, obviously it wasn't feasible. Um, and like my dreams are crushed, not because like family didn't want to support me, but they were like, we want you to be able to provide a life for you and your future family and like to have something that's sustainable. And right. it's like, now I get it now, but it's like now I'm finding people and communities who have the same like love for art like I do. And I, I just want to get more involved, whether it's through volunteering or just like being in that space. That's kind of like, that's what I'm trying to do right now in terms of like feeding my soul and like, wh- like what I want to do personally. And I, I don't know where that's going to lead me you know, months from now, years from now, but I'm just like, I'm finding things that I longed for when I was younger. So I'm just trying to be in that space and learn from it. Totally. Are there any specific like orgs or spaces that for you like stand out? Like I know for me, especially when talking about the arts, um, Tuesday Night Cafe was yes. a huge exposure to be like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> like and it's been in, it's been in little Tokyo for like 20 plus years. And I was like, why? Like, I had no idea. Yeah. And it's definitely East West players for sure. Um, I, I saw Mamma Mia when they played East West players this year and it was a Filipino cast. And, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not just speaking for myself, but a lot of people, a lot of people in the Filipino community love ABBA. Like we grew up with the music. I've been singing along to their songs ever since I was little. But to see, to see Donna as the Filipino woman, to see, to see myself represented on stage, like listening to the songs this time around, like it really hit me and like, it, like emotionally. And I was just like, wow, like I didn't, like it was like songs I knew were like very emotional, but it didn't have an impact on me until I was like, wow, like that's like me and my mom, like talking about me growing up like venturing off into the world and all that stuff. And I was like, right, like you never know how much representation matters until you see it. Like right. you you see it for yourself. And it was just like, wow, like the impact that this has, like, you know, with, with Crazy Rich Asians, like that's such a, it's just such a stepping stone for the Asian American community, but it's definitely not diverse. Right. It's definitely a start. It's not the answer, but it's definitely the start to what we want for all of us, because there's so many, there's so many backgrounds, there's so many ethnicities in in terms of like what Asian American is, but to see this fraction on stage, like I was, I was completely blown away, and I was like, I just need, like this this feeling, I want to continue having that. I don't want it to be, like, like every blue moon, like yeah. yeah, or like a one time thing. Yeah, so I'm just like, I. I like I want to capture this feeling, and I want to continue feeling this um, in any capacity that I can. So it's just, yeah. Like I'm again, I'm barely scratching the surface of like all of this, um, and I definitely want to continue like being a part of this space, but also like letting others know, like, hey, like if you're ever you know questioning like what it is, what it means to be like an artist in the APA community, or or you know whatever your passion is like there are people who look like us who think like us 
um, and we are not alone. And it's so cliche, it's so cliche, but when it's you and you're experiencing all this for the first time, it's just, I, I, I can't even explain it. And that's a great segue actually into my last question, which you, <laughs> you answered a little bit in that, but what is your best piece of advice um, that you would give to someone who has just started their journey of connecting with their background, whether it be f- uh, another Filipino American or just someone in general? Hmm, I think the best pieces of advice that I've heard was um, take the risk and don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I've, in the past two, three years, that I've started to get more involved, um, I've become more confident in asking questions and as you keep asking questions the more focused they become so it's just like just get started and to ask you know don't be afraid to ask someone how they got to where they are now um we always think about like the who what why but how is also important because um you know if we don't show people the way or if we don't talk about what we've overcome there's definitely this gap in terms of like where we want to be so don't be afraid to take risks and don't be afraid to hear the word no. Um, it's very daunting. It's very scary. But sometimes there will be a couple no's in our life to make room for the yes. Hmm. That's good. <laughs> um, Audrey, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you thank you so much honestly it's been i know there's so much that we have discovered with being phil am and like artists but it like your friendship and just like our journey and figuring out our identity has been such a pleasure and i'm so honored to have you as a friend same 100 percent, and i i look forward to the, the hopefully many years that this continues um thank you also to everyone else who's listening um I hope for those who are also Filipino American uh, or really anyone who's starting that journey or in the middle of your journey of trying to figure out your own background um, and how that can play a big role into figuring out who you are today and understanding how you became the person you are um, and really to find what your possible interests are in the future that you have may, may have never thought of before. Um, let us know in the comments below if you have any stories that you want to share about your journey or any questions that you may have um, for any resources especially for those in the Los Angeles area um, or Northern California area I'm sure Audrey or I could answer them somehow um, or know someone that knows how to answer that somehow Um, but until next time Aloha Oi